0: Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's going on everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. It's me, you know, that guy who just said his name earlier in the intro, Wade Taylor. I'm here again, talking shit with you guys. Having a blast, hope you guys are doing alright. I had a hell of a weekend. God damn, it got out of control quick, it felt like. But it was fun. I did uh, the classic thing I do after every 4th of July uh, week weekend, I guess. It's it's this thing we do. It's always the weekend after the 4th of July. So it's like if 4th of July falls on the week, uh, then it's just that weekend after 4th of July. It's weird. Anyway, I always do this pretty much over to actually celebrating on the 4th of July because everything's just gets too hectic. Everybody wants to hang out, there's just all these things. There's just... Does anybody feel like there's too much pressure when it comes to just holiday times of any sort? Like, everybody hits you up about wanting to do stuff now. Uh, like Your family uh, has their thing. They want to continue to do the tradition. And then your friends all have cookouts. And then you stress yourself out and you tell yourself, oh, I'm a super person. I can do all of that. I don't need to, I don't need to, you know, pick one and, you know, be happy hanging out with one people and disappoint some other people and maybe hang out with them next year. No, you decide you're going to do it all, right? And then what happens? You end up running yourself in the ground. You spend 10 to 30 minutes at each place, never really enjoying yourself and spend more time in the car driving between things. You hate yourself for it. So this is why I started. I I like doing things now. I have a, a set Thing on those days that I always like to do. And this is one of them. I, I don't spend 4th of July with my family. I spend it with my friend uh, Fred Brett and his girlfriend and their family, and we just hang out, drink beer, and play badminton all day. That's a great way to spend 4th of July. And then on the Saturday following that 4th of July, I go floating down a river. That's right, everybody. I become... A river rat piece of trash. I get in a canoe and I float down a river. It's funny because people talk about like how um, rednecks and stuff are like um, they're broke and they're cheap. And uh, this is just cheap entertainment, which it totally is for the most part. It's a pretty cheap excursion. You just get in a kayak, you float down a river, throw some beers in a cooler that tows behind you and a string behind your canoe. It's great. It's a good time. Uh, But, like, I feel like it's a rednecks with money situation. Like, I think people think rednecks are poor, but then there's, like, the farmer rednecks who have more money than fucking God, and they have some of the craziest shit ever. I saw the most redneck thing I've ever seen when I was floating down the river, which is it's cool, but it's – and this is how I know it's a redneck thing because I thought it was cool. I am just to the bone of, like – a piece of white garbage. Like, I love, like, just this kind of stuff. Like, this dude had a... Co- he converted a cooler into a stereo system so it was waterproof to float down the river. That's fucking genius. It was so cool. It had a subwoofer on it. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, man. So cool. I love the river fest, though. That's what this little thing's called. You float down the raccoon river. W- horrible... Like this, kid does this get any more white trash? Oh, I'll tell you how it gets more white tr- trash. The fact that it smells just like marble lights everywhere. Like that's the constant smell going down the river. It smells like bush light and marble lights. Like the the redneck. <laughs> you can find that smell at Macy's this coming summer. <laughs> redneck by Jeff Foxworthy. There's marble lights. It reminds me that every time I smell marble lights, it reminds me of my grandmother because she used to smoke marble lights. Um, Reminds me. Every time it hits me, it takes me back to being five years old, sitting on the back porch, drinking uh, RC Cola, and her smoking a cigarette and us playing cards out there. That's what it reminds me of. And those are great memories. I love those memories. Or we even had, like, the juice boxes that were, like, they were, like, juice cans, and you peeled, like, a foam uh, or, or, like, a tinfoil top off. Of the, I don't even know what they're called. I don't know where you find those things. I don't think they exist anymore. I'm pretty sure you have to go to like a generic brand store somehow and find them because they're not a real brand. Like if somebody finds those on the side of the road, puts them in there, I'm pretty sure it's antifreeze. It's antifreeze that they put in bottles and they're just like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. It looks like a drink. We'll just sell it to kids. It's just different colored antifreeze. And that's why there's so many, so much childhood diabetes. And that's what's going on, guys. I've cracked the case. I saw some fun shit happen on this little float trip, too. Um, one of our guys uh, tipped over because he was floating down the river backwards. Uh, it's pretty easy for a kayak to, like, turn around. And then, like, you're in the middle of a river. You're just like, yeah, whatever. I don't need to paddle. Nothing too big. And then I guess he was trying to pee out of the Everything always happens when people are trying to go to the bathroom on the river. Uh, this year somebody was trying to pee and then they hit a giant log that was in the middle of the fucking river. Like, I don't know how you don't avoid that. It's just a giant, and I mean a giant tree. Like, the river's deep as shit and then there's still enough tree that's and it has a thick branch sticking out of it and it flipped his canoe so we had to get him out of there and put him in and, like, get over to the side and stuff like that. He's fine. But everything always happens when people are going to the bathroom. Last year we had people freak out because there was a giant turd just floating down the middle of the river, which I can't believe people were shocked about. Like that somebody like went in the river and pooped and then came back out. I'm not. I don't know how you're not shocked about that. The real crime there is the fact that you didn't wipe. Like that's gross. That's not what you want going on. My favorite thing though that I uh, encountered that I saw like nature wise a lot lots of beautiful things in nature out there. You know the trees the birds. It's just a good time out there. But my favorite thing was I saw a tree that looked like it was getting bent over and it had a knot taken out of the center of it and made it look like it had an O-face. This tree looked like it was getting butt-fucked by a muddy bank. (laughs) It was getting mud-butted by its roots. (laughs) There was another tree giving me a thick root. (laughs) Dude, it was so funny. It was like a giant piece of Broccoli was getting (laughs) butt-fucked. Dude, it's just crazy, like, the shapes that trees and plants and things take. It'd be so funny if, like, somehow there... I'd believe that God had a sense of humor if I saw a river that just, like, somehow flowed, like, the shape of a penis. That would make me laugh so hard. I'd be like, of course God has a sense of humor. He drew a dick on his greatest creation. (laughs) But. It wasn't all fun games, guys, because this year we ran into the law. We tried to fight the law, and the the law won. DNR, guys, they gave us a fucking—we got done. We're done floating down the river, right? Getting all done, whatever, and we're pulling our boats up. And this guy from DNR gets out of his fucking truck and walks over to us, and he's like, do you guys have flotation devices? We're like, yeah, we got these things right there. And then he goes, oh, those aren't wearable, so I'm going to have to write you a ticket. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to write us a ticket for fucking surviving? We're we're already at the end, man. We're not in the river anymore. How can you give us a ticket? That's like that's like pulling somebody over and giving them a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt when they've already turned off their car and gotten out of the car. That's fucking horse shit. You, you're not even doing it anymore. How can you give them a tick? How can you give us a ticket? And this is what gets me. So apparently, this is... The most fucking picky bullshit argument I've ever heard. So if you're in a kayak, you know it's a, you know you're in a surrounded thing, you gotta they you have to have a wearable life jacket, okay? Okay, I get that cool. but we're in this thing called Riverfest, and there are hundreds of people just sitting on tubes going down the river. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if you've never known this, uh, trees and limbs and rocks and shit pop tubes a lot easier than they fucking do rolling over canoes um, or kayaks. I keep saying canoe and kayak. I'm probably confusing people. I'm sorry. But isn't it more logical that people in the fucking tube should probably be wearing a goddamn life jacket? Because it's, it, they're going to, they're way more risk than I am in a fucking kayak. It, like, I'm not going to, like, the kayak's hard to tip over. Especially because you can direct yourself. Those people in those tubes don't have paddles. They don't have anything. That's their flotation device is them, the thing. And there's no backup. Like, the, the vest is just a backup. But because it's considered a boat, you have to have a fucking life jacket. In it. And that's the thing, too. Get this. It's not even that you have to be wearing the fucking life jacket. You just have to have it in the fucking boat, what, how's that saving anybody, if you're just like, oh, I tipped over, and I'm not wearing my life jacket, here we go, also, like, we're all adults, I get like, maybe having, like, it's like the car seats for kids, you definitely, like, maybe, like, kids definitely have to have it, but as an adult going down the river and shit, I'm pretty sure you know the fucking consequences if you don't bring a life jacket with you i don't think you should be required to bring any of it because fuck it it's up to you you want to put your life in danger and not have the the proper safety equipment fine i don't see how it's on the fucking government to, to, to enforce you to have that like it's weird it'd be like if they forced you to have security cameras in your home like, you're like, oh, you, your house doesn't seem that safe. You should probably put up security cameras around it. And until you do, here's a $500 fine for not putting up security cameras around your home. Which I think, if I remember seeing, I think I saw something a long time ago that said that, like, the there are places trying to um, adv- advocate or put in laws that allow the police to access... um. People's like home security footages, um, without obtaining a warrant. Like if there's something that happens in that area, they automatically are supposedly have a right to that footage to d- determine what's going on. Which I get the idea behind it, but it can be like I did. All I ever see is like abuse happening in that moment, dude. It's gonna be it. That's not a good idea. But it, I just spill water all on myself. So cool. So cool. But it just made me, like, so angry because it's not... They they, they hide behind the idea that it's, this is for safety. We want to make sure people are going down the river and having a keen time, but also staying safe. It's like, no, you're not. That's a fucking... That's a ticket to just get paid, like... To fund whatever fucking bullshit program or get your paycheck paid. That's all it is. Call it how it is, man. Just be like, hey, we need money for our uh, employees this month. So we're going to charge you for bullshit stuff. But they can't say that. They hide behind safety. We're here to make sure the community's safe. Yeah, what about all these assholes that were floating down the fucking river in just tubes? Like, how is that safe? That's not safe at all, in my opinion. But you're not pulling over those fucking people and being like, you didn't have a flotation device. Um, you're just in a tube. You didn't have any uh, type of rotors to control your uh, rate of speed or anything like that. Uh, That's completely dangerous. Uh, you fucking dork. Fucking piece of shit. I hate that. It's and I hate when people try to like give it an excuse like, oh no, I get it. It's a safety thing. It's not a safety thing. That's a complete. That they're not. They don't care about your well-being. They really don't. Like, if I, like, I don't see how having a life jacket in the situation I, that I would find myself in would have helped me. If anything, you flip over, you're wearing a life jacket. Is that going to stop you if you're underneath branches from, like, it pushing your face down and drowning? Probably not. Did this get dark real fast? Yeah, it did. I don't care, though. All right, guys. I guess it's time to hop into the fun stuff we found this week online. And, uh, you know, speaking of things that are like the that are killing like the planet killing, you you know, like rivers trying to kill you. We're killing it. We're fighting back. I don't see why people think this whole uh, pollution and global warming is like a bad thing. We're fighting uh, Mother Earth because she's tried to kill us for years. Hurricanes, earthquakes. One just happened in California. We got uh, tsunamis. We got tornadoes. All we're trying to do is pollute the earth enough so like mother mother earth just backs off and goes, "Whoa. Hey, okay, I get it. You guys got you I got you guys are going to mark me here soon. I'm going to back off. It's like, you know, respect the set. It's our fucking place now, Mother Earth. You don't run this. This is our block now. Step off, bitch. So, and guys, whether you like to admit it or not, just by listening to this podcast on your smartphone you have right now, or even your computer, you are killing the planet faster than anyone expected. That's right. Smartphones are helping kill the planet. Yes, a new study from McMaster's University, published in uh, Journal of Clear uh, Cleaner Production, analyzed the carbon impact of the whole. Information and communication industry. Wow, I didn't even know that was like, an that's like what they called it. I just figured they'd just call it tech. But I guess when you say big tech, everybody only thinks of like internet server companies like Google, Facebook, and all those places. So I guess the people who make the devices you call information and communications industry. Facilitated. Um, from... 2010 to 2020. How can you study something to 2020? How can you release a study from 2010 to 2020 when it's not even 2020 yet? That doesn't make any sense. Already I call bullshit on this. Cell phones are good to go, guys. Just fucking use them. These guys are lying. Including PCs, laptops, monitors, smartphones, and servers. Servers. See, that's the dirty one right there. I think about this all the time. What... Amount of pollution is happening from, like, those giant server farms that we have. Like, like, there's one in my hometown of Council Bluffs. Like, Google just bought a bunch of land outside of Council Bluffs and built these massive buildings that just hub servers. And it's like, what kind of pollution is that putting on? Just, like, the heat. I'm assume I'm a fucking moron. And I don't know for a fact. But doesn't, like, producing large amounts of heat... Uh. In some kind of way, which those servers are, they're just putting off massive amounts of heat and energy. Doesn't that cause some kind of like environmental stress because of like the amount of heat coming in? I don't know. Somebody write in, write into game at gmail.com and tell me I'm a fucking moron for not thinking that just heat <laughs> causes uh, environmental stress. That's my new thing. I'm going to call it environmental stress. I'm not calling it global warming anymore, guys. We're going to switch it up. We're going to call it environmental stress. It's about that time period, guys. We got to give it a little bit of a facelift, you know what I'm saying? Get that nice little uh like marketing spin on global warming. You know, people are like rolling their eyes. Now it's environmental stress. Which I think honestly right now, just talking to myself in a room by myself, talking to you lovely people, I think environmental stress would get people more on board, rather than being like we're heating the entire world up. Being like, hey guys, we are having some, we are causing some stress on the environment by some of the things we need to do. And I think if you if you uh, approached it that way, I think more people would finally be on board and be like, well, yeah, I can agree, we're definitely affecting it. Um, but when you say you're catastrophically like killing the earth, like people think you're being too. Uh, What's the word I want? um not hyperbolic. why do I want to be hyperbolic means you're just in like a fucking your own echo chamber kind of thing, or at least I think I don't know. This is what happens when you listen to a moron talk to himself um what do I want though? what word uh catastrophic they think that that's they're being too um apocalyptic apocalyptic, apocalyptic, apocalyptic. apocalyptic. Apocalypse sticks. Apocalypse sticks. She Eats Dick Gicks, Apocalypse Eats Dicks, Apocalypse Dicks. Alright, sorry about that. But we are causing an environmental stress. So if you put it that way to people, I think there would be more people definitely willing to get on board with trying to change their habits to help the world. We could all be a little less stressed. And let's be honest, I've covered enough articles teaching you how to not be stressed on this podcast that you know what I'm talking about. Alright, let's get keep this going here. So, um, the PC towers uh, towards tiny energy, uh, slipping phones, um, overall environmental impact of technology is getting worse. Whereas the ICT, which is the information communication industry, uh, represented 1% of the carbon footprint in 2007. It already about tripled. Um, and an uh, is well on its way to exceed 14% by 2040. So, basically, we're going to be producing a shit ton more of smartphones and waste. Which is crazy. Like, I think about that all the time. Which is why Apple does that, like, buyback program, I think. It's because they're trying to, like, uh, they recycle their parts as much as possible. Also, they've already paid for it. So, they just want it back. So... That's why they do that buyback program, which helps them um, trying to reduce that footprint. But then there's like so many other companies who probably just like phones just end up in landfills and shit. So that sucks. But I wonder how much like by using your um your phone, actually just using your phone fucks up the environment. I think about it all the time. What is Wi Fi doing to the like the world? Because like I know they say it's safety, they say it's safe, but like. It's only been around for what fifteen years, so we really don't know the effects of like having just these waves go through the uh, the uh, the air and like just getting us stuff. And I know people talk about that all the time, but um, who knows? They might be giving us cancer. Who knows? Probably. I don't. I don't know anymore. Um. Wait. 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 Okay. The original version of this article stated that according to Apple. Environmental reports the iPhone 7 Plus production created 25 more percent of CO2 emissions than the iPhone 6s. The figure is 10 percent. The text has been updated to reflect. Okay, so Jesus. So, just to make the phone in the factories, it was 10 percent more for the iPhone 7 Plus and the iPhone 6s. That's fucking crazy. So, just like ramping up production of it caused that much more. Which I assume that's where they're really getting most of the statistics from is like the output on the um on the uh production side of things. Man, my brain kinda turned off there. But that's because I'm just thinking about how I don't want to do things later. I'm not over it. You know what I mean? You ever just like want to be done and like somebody hits you up with the plans. Like somebody hits you up about Fourth of July stuff and you're like, Man, I don't wanna fucking do that. Uh and then, you know what? You end up canceling those plans. And you feel fucking awesome because you're just like, I'm going to fucking do nothing and hang out. And it's going to be a great fucking time. And then what happens? You feel great. And I'm here to tell you why you feel great after canceling plans. Uh, I have this article here from The Cut. I don't know why I like that. I, I don't ever really say the websites I, I'm on when I find this stuff. But The Cut is just like a is a funny name for a website, I feel like. Let's see here. Um, if you lived and breathed and owned a phone in the 21st century, the chances are high that you participate in what is called uh, cancel reschedule ping pong. I've never heard it called that. I just call it uh, uh, bailing. I call <laughs> That's what that is. Uh, if your friends ask you if they want to do something and last minute you just decide you don't want to go, it's called a bail. It's like rolling up to a stair set. You're about to do a. You're like, I'm gonna do a fucking nice hard flip down this fucking ten stair here, and then you uh, try to do it, and then you realize, oh yeah, I don't know how to do a hard flip, and you just like bail out and roll down the stairs and twist your ankle, and you're like, oh man, I would have done it if I hadn't twisted my ankle. Um, that's also the same excuse you used about not going to the gym as you twist your ankle. Um, anyway, you bailing on those plans. Um, it's annoying, sure, but if you're being honest with yourself, uh, doesn't it also feel a little good to bail? Indeed. Uh, and then they have a John Mulaney quote in here, and I'm not gonna read John Mulaney's quote because uh, it's his joke, and I don't want to take it from him. Um, is this just the whole joke? Uh, John Mulaney quip. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, they can't disagree with him on canceling. I'm sorry, um, I flaked on a bunch of stuff after work drinks, Tinder dates, uh, yoga classes, networking events. Ugh. Dude, if you have anybody who tries to say, "Hey, I'm gonna go, want to go to this networking event with you," uh, or "We need to go to this thing," bail. That shit is so dumb. You want to go to a place to just purposely go and talk about business? And maybe I guess things get done, but that just sounds so terrible and unorganic. It's just like, ugh, everything about that. I remember when I was an event planner, people would be putting those on, and they are the grossest fucking thing ever. Just like, Oh yes, well the fourth quarter is doing so well. today. and uh, yeah, and then somebody tries to bring like talk about their family or their kids and their life, and it's just like ugh, it's so gross. I hate it. Ugh. So don't go to networking events in that. Okay, let's get one thing out of the way. Social anxiety can play a role in become but it's just because you choose to cancel more than going out doesn't necessarily mean you have a sign of a condition. That's very true. I think some people like there's a lot of people now who are like weirdly self-diagnosing themselves for like weird like for mental disorders or like, uh, anxiety. Like I hear people throw out the word anxiety all the time. And I'm like, do you have you actually talked to somebody or seen a doctor about this? And they're like, "Well, no." And I'm like, "Well, then you have no fucking idea." Like, I know plenty of people who actually have legit like medication they need for their anxiety, and it's like a whole nother ball game. Just because you're like, oh, I don't want to go hang out with people," it's not really the same. Um, and, of course, there are people who definitely still have levels of anxiety that they don't need medication for that still, like, they just, like, don't want to deal with it. And that's fine, and, and I get that, but goddamn, dude. Like, there are so many people who I hear say that now, and it's like, I don't think you can understand what that really means. Um. So, that's here. But, neurologist Amy Bank, a therapist specializing in relationship disconnections, uh, explains perfectly normally, or the normal, f- perfectly normal to feel a little bit of dread going to social functions yeah nobody wants to go everybody wants to be home all the time I've spent my entire time building this place to be awesome and I feel like I never spend time into it you know what I mean that's like the worst part about like if you get your own place and then people like well why don't you come over here everybody wants to get uh, come over to your or wants to you to come to their place because nobody wants to leave That's the whole thing. That's what half of this is: is you're canceling because you don't want to leave your place because nobody wants to come to your spot. That's what happens, and it's fine. Whatever. We just solved it. Let's see here. uh, Let's see if we can find another good quote here. And nope, that's about it. It's just it just feels good. It does feel good to stay because it means you get to stay home. Who doesn't want to just stay home? Staying home's the best because you can get shit done. You get to be productive, be the person you want to be, get on top of your shit. You know what I mean? And you know what? You want to be fucking productive. You know what I mean? And that's where you are, is being productive at home. And that's why the, next le- the last thing I got here, guys, is the eight tips that'll help, or eight habits you should break to make you be more productive, especially at home. I feel like we've talked about a few of these before, but especially like just me, I've tried these. One of my favorites right here, number one, says using your phone or tablet in bed. It's like, nah, don't do that, man. You got to sleep. Sleep is important. We talked about it on the podcast. I don't want to go through it again. Listen to old ones. I talk about it. Um. Okay. Yeah. Everybody knows this one. Impulsively searching the internet. It's weird. I'm trying. I don't feel like I impulsively search the internet enough. Like, um, I'm trying to get into like searching weird videos. By the way, guys, you want a good set of videos to watch? You want to get something good to going? Just go online and uh go to youtube and search interpretive dancing and in the selection area where it like filters stuff there sorts it go to least viewed just watch them fucking fantastic um also look up uh construction videos those are also fun i just like watching big machines like crush giant boulders it's pretty sweet um perfectionism now this is one thing i want to get done let's read what they have to say about perfectionism uh, most writers spend countless hours brainstorming characters and plots and then they write a page after page that they know they've never included in a book they do this because they know that the idea needs time to develop we tend to freeze up when it's time to get started because we know our ideas aren't perfect and what we in- produce might not be go- any good but how can you ever produce something great if you don't get started? Um, give the idea some time to evolve. Author Jody Placic summarizes important. Uh, it's important the importance of avoiding perfectionism perfectly. You can edit a bad page, but you can't edit a blank page. That's. Wow, I need to write that fucking down. That's fucking amazing because when it comes to like writing a joke, I I finally start learning that like um I just I went through a fucking found like an old joke about fireworks that I was like, "Damn, dude, I forgot about this. I should totally rework this." And I think I found a couple others in this notebook, and it's just like a sentence, but there's um I call the the, the sentences are seeds for me when I'm writing and stuff. So, it'd be good. Um let's see here. Uh, but yeah, like I, perfectionism is like a terrible thing and it's just, I I think some people, um, overuse that. I know I overused it a lot. Like I was like, I just wanted to be perfect. And when in reality I was just like, I didn't, I knew I wasn't done. So I was acting like I was trying to make it perfect. The things I had, the habits I had in high school, man, I was a perfection or a procrastinating perfectionist. And those two things don't fucking work. They're the worst combination on earth. Um, Some other habits here. um, Meetings. Basically, don't schedule any meetings. Well, schedule meetings if they're important, but don't schedule too many. I think the whole thing is that. uh, Hitting the snooze button. Yeah, I'm guilty of that one. God, I love hitting the snooze button. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking... Going right at it, just hitting that fucking snooze button. Just like, hell yeah, it's time to sleep, man. Oh, yeah, it feels so good sleeping. I love you, sleep. Oh, I'm going to hit you again because I'm just going to spend all this time with you, sleep. You're amazing. Oh, shit, guys. You know what time it is. It's motherfucking Misconnections time. This one comes from us. All the way from Memphis, Tennessee. It's saw your muscles in the team photo. Already so creepy. So this one isn't even like we saw them. They saw them in a like a a place of business or they saw them in real life. They saw a photo. This would be like me if I went up and um, I started. <laughs> I was like trying to find Jennifer Aniston because I saw her on the cover of Cosmo or some shit. <laughs> um, saw you in the college uh, team photo was impressed with your muscles. Uh, you were white or Latino. Uh, what? I can be. They could be both. They could be white and Latino. I feel like there's a giant gap of margin. She was just she. She's like I don't know what you were, but your skin tone was somewhere between a tan and white dude and a Mexican <laughs> or a Latino. That's what this person is trying to say. Hard to tell exactly. <laughs> Alrighty so off to a bad start well, I was wondering if you were interested in getting to know someone who is impressed with you <laughs> yeah no I only date people who totally don't want to do anything with me like they're disimpressed by me that's what I date <laughs> that's what this person's up to you look clean-cut with a bunch of body art and had a look of adventure in your eyes if you want uh, we could meet up at my house in Midtown Uh, no, don't go to this person's house. That's a terrible idea. That's, this is what's really creepy about this, is like, I figured out, like, my brain in two seconds figured out how they could get it, hold this person, because as we've talked about, every time I pull one of these up, not an effective way to talk to people is Craigslist. You're hoping that somebody is so weird like you that they will go to Craigslist and find a post about them on here. Do you realize how much, like, you shouldn't want to date a person who does that anyway. Can you imagine the level of narcissism it takes for you to go. I wonder if anybody was uh, looking for me on Craigslist today. Like that's an insane thought that you're like. I'm gonna go on. Yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely somebody out there looking for me, and they're definitely using Craigslist. That that's how fucking good looking and how uh, awesome I am. That somebody took the time and out of their day. To fucking write a goddamn Craigslist post about how fucking awesome I am. You don't want to date this person anyway. But you also don't want to date this person who's putting this on here. Because I guarantee you, they already know who this person is. That's the crazy part. They found him in a team photo uh, for the university. Um, Fun little fact. um, Most universities have like an entire player profile on their their, uh, players online. Like I remember when I played at Bellevue. You could go online, go f- go to the Bellevue Sports page, and you could find the entire roster for every sport, and it have a picture, a name, their hometown, sometimes who their mom and dad were. Now that I think about it, it's a really weird and <laughs> backwards thing that we were doing in college. Holy shit. Like, uh, uh, like, I know we had Facebook and stuff like that, but that seems really irresponsible, like For like just like the university even have like your mom and dad's name on there, where you're from, what high school you went to, you can find out so much if you just go to the goddamn like sports page. And like they already they said they found them in the team photo, so it's obvious they probably says what like sport they play, so they could figure it out, man. It's that's a crazy thing. It does not take much to find out uh, a lot about people these days. It's all like we just have searchable databases in our fucking pockets now. It's fucking creepy, but you know what's not creepy? Checking out punninggame.com, unless you want to get creepy listening to other cool podcasts we have, you know, like The Grove Podcast. You want to get deep into some, like, m- fucking who knows kind of shit. Matt Lamb's just dropping knowledge, teaching about robots and her kill us all and stuff like that. It's great. And then you have Monster Jamboree Podcast every Thursday. Like, you can listen to that and hear about horror movies. Those get creepy. And then you got all the fun shows that are just a hoot of a time. You got the other podcasts I do. Who gives f with Nathan? You can also check out Nathan's new solo podcast, No Rational Thought. Uh, every other Monday, from opposite of not worth the time. And then, guys, if you want to check out my uh, Let's Play Game Show, which was me and Jake playing video games called Fun Pun Gaming, that's on the website there too. Also, guys, if you like any of the shows, if you like the website, if you feel like you want to support, and you're like, man, these guys have been putting out content for us forever, and man, it'd be nice if we could like show them we love and appreciate them, and even spread the knowledge and love, and let people know. Well, then you can get t-shirts or hoodies from, that's right, punninggame.com. Guys, if you go right to the site now, we just go to punninggame.com right there and then you click the little bar thing, It'll the little menu thing will show you a thing that says Punting Game Shop. And you can look at all the awesome designs for all the sweet shows we have. So check that out, and it'll take you. Or if you just want to go directly to teespring.com slash store slash Game, you can look at it all there. Buy yourself a shirt. Buy yourself a hoodie. Keep warm. Use it as a gift. Fucking Christmas is coming up. Get that shopping done now, son. All right, guys. I'm Wade Taylor. This has been now Worth the Time. And remember, the internet's just one searchable database for us to all get caught doing weird stuff.